The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. More Trans Mountain Talk coming up uh, just after the 3.30 news when we talk with uh, uh, Markham Hislop from Energy News. More of your comments and some of your phone calls as well. Again, you can get a hold of us anytime at 6.30, The phone number 4960063. Premier Notley speaking to the province at 6.05 this evening. Right now, speaking to you about your debt, our friend Kelly Keene joining us in studio personal finance educator, consumer advocate, uh, author, great website. You name it, she's doing it these days. Kelly, hi. Hi, Taylor. Always great to be with you. Oh, okay. You know what? This new survey... Am I? Oh, I don't have. How about I put the right microphone on? There you go. I put Andrew's mic on by habit. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> so nice to see you. Okay, so there was a new survey yes. that came out from Credit Canada on dysfunctional. It's debt survey. I mm-hmm. think isn't all debt dysfunctional? First off, <laughs> yes and no. Okay, yes and no. We can and we can get into that. Okay, we can get into that. Good question. And it found that more than half of Alberta residents with debt see it impacting their lives negatively. Mm-hmm. So fifty-four percent compared to 47 percent nationally so with this summer fling season having fun doing all that travel and whatnot coming to an end the nonprofit credit canada sponsored this poll which asked all alberta residents how has debt impacted your life (laughs) man oh man there's an open end that's a big question right there were you surprised by the findings kelly you know, no, we've been talking for so many years already, right? Yeah. It's tough. It's. I was just in Calgary last week. It is tough for so many Albertans. Positive news is a lot of people are feeling better. They're uh-huh. getting jobs where they were unemployed, things of that sort. I'm talking to the credit counselors in Alberta as well. They're telling me that people are coming in to try to pay their debts off because a year or two ago, they didn't even have the money yeah. to do that. But, boy, that's tough, right? Yeah. It's tough. So the survey found, of course, um, people not going out people isolating themselves, um, not going out to social situations, all that type of stuff as you can expect. And then they also wanted to know what, you know, the feeling, you know, what that does to you emotionally. Mm -hmm. And not surprising, a large percent of those that said it affected them negatively, saying that it was causing depression, um, isolation again, um, feeling like a failure, being embarrassed, frustrated. So always love talking to about this because it's the talking of it. And so many health issues really stem back to a lack of money issue, mm-hmm. right? It's not a money problem. That is not a money problem, as my husband has said to me many times <laughs> in the past. Uh, it's a lack of money problem, right? Yeah. We can talk about investing in RSPs versus TFSAs, that you can have a drink with your buddy or your girlfriend or whatever, no problem. Mm-hmm. Who do you turn to when? when you're not sure? Maybe your spouse is sick or you're also looking after mm-hmm. a parent that's sick or whatever. There's uh, so many things that people are embarrassed and ashamed and depressed because they feel they're going to be judged. Oh, yeah. They're judging themselves. Yeah, yeah. And, but yet, 
you know, and people used to judge themselves when they had cancer, when they had medical issues. We whispered the word today, we run for the Mm -hmm, cure, mm -hmm. right? So we need to get it to the point where you separate it from your identity, Mm -hmm. right? And we can have these conversations. You know, it's uh, when you looked at some of the the responses, it says, yeah, it prevents me from going out in Alberta, 34% to 27% nationally. But I also think, and I remember doing this, Kelly, Mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. Um, I remember when I was carrying debt, it didn't necessarily keep me from going out because right. you know what? I was ignoring my debt. Yes. I wasn't yes. paying attention to my debt. I wasn't opening my credit card statement. I was hoping that someone would wiggle their nose and make it disappear. Mm-hmm. And it just got worse and worse. Uh, avoid social gatherings, causing me to lose sleep. And yeah. you know what? That's that's a big one. When it starts, and you talk about having impact on health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and you see those commercials on TV of the guy the on the back the, right. and whatever it is. It it does. I mean, does. it is one of those things that can truly keep you up at night. If you're yeah. wondering how you're going to put number one food on the table, yep. pay for, for for your mortgage, whatever. Yeah, that's yep. scary stuff. You bet. Yeah, and the Financial Planning Standards Council also did a recent survey as well, citing money woes as the number one issue over work, over relationships, yep. over health issues. Money stress was number one. So when we say that over half um, feel that it negatively impacts them. I bet the number that exactly like you, if we factored in those that are just, you know, ignoring it, um, because there is a reckoning, especially if it's high interest rate credit card debt, if it's payday loan Mm -hmm. debt, Mm -hmm. a shocking number, those with household incomes of 80,000 plus, 20% have used a payday loan. What? Right? And these are like 600% interest rates and things of that sort. So, but it's, it's, it's hard. People don't know what to do. And again, if you don't even feel that this is something you could talk to, to a spouse or something of that sort, it's hard for people to reach out. How many people over the years do you know that have split up because of money issues? Huge. Well, this particular survey says 15% of Albertans, not just those with debt, Mm -hmm. have actually ended a relationship due to a financial issue. I dare say it's so much higher because there's arguments that manifest in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I've written about it in books and things of that sort. Talked to a lot of couples where it's like, that is not an argument about leftovers. That is an argument that you were raised poor, that you were Mm -hmm. raised by a grandma that went through the depression, whatever it is, and it really at its core is a money or lack of money issue. I can remember um, getting into a relationship with someone and kind of, you know, at the point falling quite significantly for for this person. This was years back and not finding out till much later that um, this person had gone through a bankruptcy. Mm. Um, And again, it's one of those conversations you have to find the right time to bring up. When you start talking about finances, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't talk finances on a first date or a second date or a third date. I mean, that's, that's when you're getting to the point of, okay, this is getting serious and we need to have that. Um, But it was an eye-opener for me to Mm -hmm. the point where it was, okay, what does that mean? I didn't even know what a bankruptcy meant at that point. How do you have those conversations? Where do you start... I guess maybe when you're, <laughs> I'm I asking you, it's almost like dating advice, but it's not, but it is, but it's an important conversation to have. And and that's one situation. Let's say that someone yeah. went bankrupt. I talk to a lot of people that they're maybe courting or found out later that the person was 
hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Maybe perhaps that's even worse. Mm-hmm. What does that mean coming into a relationship yeah. where you are now taking on, maybe you don't quote unquote take on that debt, but that's going to affect how you live with this person, right? So here's something that you can, I think, ask on the first or second date. I know I'm weird, <laughs> uh, but maybe you don't ask what's your credit score. You don't mm-hmm. ask what's your net worth, but you can ask a question like, what does money mean to you? Mm. If you summed it up in one word, so let's say one person says freedom. Yeah. I might take that as someone that likes to spend, likes to travel, likes to enjoy their life and might not, maybe might not watch their money as much. If the person says money is for security, they're probably going to be more frugal. Mm. They probably aren't going to be as much of a spender or things of that sort. So you can still peer into a person's life mm-hmm. and their lifestyle by asking these open-ended questions and just finding out like, what was it like growing up for you? Did yeah. you have money? Didn't you have money? What did that mean to you, right? All that type of stuff is so important. And Unfortunately, the financial industry doesn't talk enough about this. Like if you go and see your certified financial planner, they're going to sit down. They're going to have that logical, rational conversation with you. Um, I'm, I'm talking to some planners across the country, though, that are bringing the emotional side in. Yeah. Like let's, let's have that conversation in addition to your asset allocation, rebalancing and all that type of stuff of, hey, how are you guys doing with money? <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, uh, my oldest kid just got, just got married. Oh, and congratulations. Yeah, it's amazing. It was, it was, uh, it was a, an amazing day and it was tons of fun but I can remember having the conversation with him you know, months before this it's like okay so you know financially what's going on yes. you know and he's like well I don't know I don't know anything about her about her her finance what's in her bank account I'm like what are wow. you talking about yeah you, you need to you need to do that and and they have and they've gone on and had that conversation but um <clears throat> yeah I was I was kind of stunned but I look back kind of my own life yeah. in my first marriage we kept separate bank accounts the whole darn time you did? I didn't know wow. what was in his bank account yeah Amazing. I didn't have a clue what was in his bank account I should have <laughs> <laughs> but I did not so yeah, yeah. I mean, couples and people approach money and talking again mm-hmm. and go back or to not talking about, talking money, about or it or not talking about it uh, very differently, mm-hmm. very differently. And I think in part, it's the way that you're raised yes. or you, we've been told it's not something that we should be talking about. You know, ooh, don't talk at work about oh, what you're making. Absolutely. All of those things. Do you, it, it goes deep, Jalen. And and if you, um, some of your listeners will, will nod their head, they'll know this, that there was actually employment contracts decades ago, which would probably mostly be men, um, that you were legally not allowed to share with your spouse what you were making. What? With your own spouse. So think about that mindset has been passed on to the baby boomers and then their kids about where did we get this? Where yeah. do we get this that we can't talk about money where the millennials and the younger generations are forget that. Mm-hmm. We are putting it on social media. We are having boards. We are having like Facebook groups. Like we are talking, you know, so it's when do you, when do you have to start worrying about your debt? Oh, that is a good question. I mean, if 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 you have um, a really solid emergency account, you've got <laughs> six to twelve months. Yeah. You've, you've, okay, <laughs> um, you've. Uh, I mean, because the thing is, I'd like to say you've got a great job, but who knows if they mm-hmm. have a great job anymore? Who industries disappear like that? Um, like, if you have high interest rate credit card debt, regardless if you're servicing that or not, mm-hmm. that should be a red flag if you're not paying it off every month. Okay, you need to get in and see someone 
like a nonprofit credit counselor who is going to, you know, like um, money mentors here in Alberta, Credit Canada, these people that are going to take that shame, that embarrassment, they deal with it every single day. Mm-hmm. They're going to kind of see if there's any blind spots of where you're at. Like, don't, the takeaway is don't wait till creditors are calling, till you're missing the payments, till the bank is giving you a call, Revenue Canada is seizing assets, something like that. No, not to say it's too late if those things are happening. It's never, ever, ever too late. You always have options. Silence is the thing that is going to be the killer, though. If you do not communicate with your lenders, if you make a promise and then you fall through on it, they start to see that and then they make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then they decide what they're going to do because they have to make it up. So you want to keep in contact with your creditors. You want to get a pro if you can't do it yourself. Yeah. Um, but but w- w- you know we still are self-diagnosing when it comes to our money. Yep. We're not we're not getting help, which is too too bad. Kelly says if you have a six to twelve month backup <laughs> money plan. As we go to break here with Kelly Keene, just at six thirty six thirty, I'd be curious to know, Chedville, yeah. do you have six to twelve months liquid. money back liquid liquid in your bank? Right now, just yes, you you have signed your name to it, anything like that. I will be honest with you right now, we do not. More with Kelly Keene after this. in studio at 321 we're talking about debt and albertans relationship with debt um yeah we're carrying it mm-hmm. a lot of us do and we, and we had uh, i had asked before we went to break here how many of you in chedville have like six to twelve months of liquid assets and if if something happened yeah. that you could cover your butts on for that long um I have thirty thousand in my bank, twenty thousand in a cash account, sixty grand in a TFSA, and two hundred thousand in RSPs. Five years ago, I was at near twenty thousand in credit card debt after wow. a job loss, crappy ex, and I'll never go back to that again. Wow! Wow! That is this a person had a great job. Absolutely. Um, I have seventy-five grand in the bank. Okay. Nope. Maybe three months at the most, but I know we need more. And someone else says, I can go three months. Uh, went through a divorce in the last few years. Not a chance. Mm. Um, I do have that amount in my accounts, whether it's in my TFSA and our DDDP. Yes, I have six to 12 months. And then this one, nope, that's uh, a absolute hard no. no. <laughs> so some people are getting there. Some people yeah. absolute no. Some people getting there. Some people, yeah, we've got yeah. that plan. Um, how do you start? Yeah. If, if you're if you're the hard no, if you're the one that maybe has only a couple of months in there, what do you do? And when you hear a number like that, sometimes people just numbers. shut down, right? They just sh- they go, oh my God, are you kidding? Because yeah. the reality is 50% of Canadians are $200 away from not being able to pay their bills. So if you're listening to this and you're like, we have nothing, okay? Mm -hmm. You're not alone. And the great job does not guarantee that you're saving anything. I talked to tons of people that are spending 140% of what they're bringing in at 30,000 at 300,000. It doesn't matter. It's about the the habit of whatever you are. So what do you do? Just like if we were talking about our health in January, you got to get on a scale. (laughs) You got to see where you're at. So you got to open all those bills. Now, even if you're going to go see the nonprofit credit counselor, the certified financial planner, you need to know where you're at. You open 
everything up. What are your credit cards? What do you owe? What are the interest rates? Okay, know where you're at. It's hard to do, absolutely. Then um, you want to crunch some numbers. Like, so for example, I can't tell you how many people uh, will be paying their minimum payment only. And if they just put another dollar or two or three a day, instead of on that back of the credit card statement where it says, you will, it'll take you yeah. 52 years and yeah, four months. Yeah, 60. Yeah, <laughs> and then you crunch some numbers. If you go to Canada.com and you just, um, uh, the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada has some great calculators or, or mm-hmm. email me off air, I'll put it up on your Twitter where, where people can go to. And like that $2 a day more, they've got it paid off in like two years. And you go, oh, really? Like $2 more a day? I would have gone from 20, like 51 <laughs> years to two years. All of a sudden you get, you get, um, you get excited about it, right? Now, how do you save that money? Maybe it's three or six months, whatever it is for your family. Uh, the reason a lot of experts are saying six to 12 months of emergency savings is because it tends to be harder and harder for people to get jobs okay. these days or the same job, or you need some retraining or something of that sort. So it's just a bit more of a cushion. I recommend what I call my 30-day anti-budget. Mm-hmm. I hate budgets like I hate diets because people don't <laughs> stick to them. I make my husband and I do this every six months is you just look at what you're spending for 30 days. Just look at it but be a detective like truly dig into the atm fees dig into what you're paying for car insurance dig into all of that the cell phone bills the netflix the everything and then cat put it into categories make sure the family's all doing this okay mm-hmm. and then just look at it as a family are we using these things where could we trim the fat really like if we took this 200 that we saved you could maybe have a vacation or pay off this credit card or whatever it's about choice and awareness not sacrifice but you have to have that awareness mm-hmm. of, oh, okay, a lot of bottled water is out, a lot of magazine subscriptions nobody's paying attention to. Buy lunch whatever. every day somewhere yeah. instead of packing a lunch. And if you love those things, like whatever you love, don't stop it. But just be aware of the, the, the fluff, right? The extra yeah. financial calories that you don't need. And then just have a conversation with the family, like being a squirrel for the fall <laughs> and saying, look, it's not going to be like this forever, but we're all going to feel so much better yeah. knowing that mom and dad have that buffer. Great time yeah. to have a conversation with your kids. You do not have to tell them everything. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to tell. People are scared to have a conversation with their kids because they think they have to reveal um, how they've messed up with finances or what they owe. That's not the point. It's a great time to have a conversation about compound interest not working in your favor (laughs) when you get that department store card because they offered you 20% and now you're paying 29% on the balance. Uh So just slowing down, being more aware, realizing that um, debt is not necessarily all bad, right? It gets us into homes sooner. Uh It gets us cars that get us to work so we can make money. But do you need to get into that newer car and now go from a two year left on your car loan to eight years because that's what the car dealerships are doing to get you in. One of the little bits of advice that I've always loved from you is about calling up maybe some of your service providers. Maybe it's uh, your your cell phone provider. Maybe it's your credit card company. company. Sure, your bank. And actually asking, having a conversation and saying, hey, what can you do for me? Absolutely. Thank you. And you don't have to be a skilled negotiator. You don't have to be, um, you know, a rude, dare Mm -hmm. I say American. (laughs) I've got some rude American friends. Uh, Or they would say they're confident. Uh, You don't even have to be that. You don't even have to be that. You just, exactly. Say, hey, I brewed a a fresh pot of coffee. I've got a few minutes. What what more can you do for me? Every single time, I can't say I do it, I make my husband do it. Every single time he does it, he gets us something. He gets us either something thrown in or what have you. If you're paying your credit card and you 
you feel that that interest rate is just like too much, you can't handle it, you can call them up. They they might say no. They might put you into a different type of product, but they want to hear from you. They don't want you defaulting on your mm-hmm. debt. They don't want any of that. If you can't make your mortgage payment, talk to your bank. Maybe they can do a skip a payment. Yeah. Maybe they can do something like that. Maybe they can you know juggle something around. And if you just don't have that confidence, that's where you reach out to the nonprofit credit counselor. Where do we find those people? Uh, just Google nonprofit credit counselor. Again, there's um, Money Mentors in Alberta, Credit Canada. Google them. Make sure they're nonprofit. And also just keep also your sense that everyone's in business to be in business. So yeah. you're not there with hat in hand, something begging for people to help you. These are business people that this is what they do. But also, this is a time to not take shortcuts. If someone's telling you they can repair your credit with like, you know, they're saying, hey, give, uh, we'll take over your debts and you just pay us. Like you still always buyer beware. And especially if your self-esteem is a little beaten down yeah. because of your financial situation, yeah. um, get some help. Get a friend that can also be an advocate for you or something of that sort. Don't uh, don't let your guard down, you know, if, if you're feeling that way. Always great advice from the one and only Kelly Keene. Uh, you can find her on her website, kellykeen.com. It's K-E... L-L-E-Y-K-E-E-H-N.com. There's a lot of E's in Kelly Keene. Lots of great advice there. You can uh, find out more books. Uh, actually, she can contact you, you bet. as well. Kelly, always great Thank to talk you, to you. Jaylen. Thank you, The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.